Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Readings by Tanya, Readings by me, because I'm doing New Year readings, and I think they're fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, courage is the most important of all virtues. Because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. Maya Angelou. So we're talking chestnuts because I feel like I heard about them nonstop in December. I still don't know if they're eaten regularly. I should look into it. It's what, day four and I still don't know? Let's see. Okay. It seems like, yes, it seems like people are eating them. That's it. I don't know why I'm so confused. Yeah. Um, but let's dig into the health benefits of chestnuts. So we talked about the health benefits, or we talked about the magical, we talked about the history, and we talked about the lore. So now we're talking about the health benefits. So this comes to us from medicinenet.com. Are chestnuts good for you? And this is, of course, uh, written by a doctor and a, uh, reviewed by a doctor as well. So chestnuts are believed to help with digestive issues, and it's because they are loaded with fiber, which encourages the growth of healthy bacteria in the gut. So it also uh, may boost your immune system because it's high in vitamin C, and it may also help prevent heart disease by balancing cholesterol, reducing inflammation, and lowering the risk of um, arthioclosis. And it may even help prevent the formation of blood clots. It can also help manage blood sugar levels, prevent chronic illness, and help control blood pressure, as well as increase bone mineral density. I love that. Nuts really are just so good for you. All right. So moving into some headlines. This comes to us from thesun.com. Scary saucers inside abandoned UFO-shaped holiday park haunted by a dragon that's been left to draw it af rot after a string of mystery deaths. Whoa. So much in one headline. Let's, you know, let's go over it again. Inside abandoned UFO-shaped holiday park. Haunted by a dragon. Left to rot. And a string of mystery deaths? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, is this real? I'm like, is this like a really well-placed advertisement for like a B-movie? Let's see what they say. A strange holiday park with pods shaped like uh, UFOs has been left to rot after a series of mystery deaths and suicides. 
Bizarre conspiracy theories surround the Shanzi Pod City in Taiwan, built in 1978 for rich holiday makers and abandoned just two years earlier. Oh, it was the 70s. It makes sense. The pods are creepy. <laughs> there are pictures. Several workers on the site reportedly uh, died by suicide despite never showing any signs of being depressed. Others also died in car accidents on a street close to the resort. Some conspiracy theories suggest that the park had been cursed because of a Chinese dragon sculpture that had been broken. The large concrete dragon apparently sat at the entrance of the site and stories have swirled that someone destroyed it in, er in order to widen the path. Dragons are considered symbols for success and good luck in many Asian cultures, sparking rumors that its destruction brought the opposite. And the dragon was not the only ghost at the resort. Others suggested the park, also intended as a holiday um, place for military officers, was built above a graveyard full of Dutch soldiers. Some construction workers even say they saw creepy spirits during the project. Many of them apparently believe there were spirits of men protecting the land. And rumors even swirled that 20,000 skeletons of 17th century Dutch soldiers were discovered there. On top of the materials used were poor and not earthquake proof. And the oddly shaped pods were so expensive, most of them couldn't be sold. For years, the homes, once painted bright colors of red, purple, blue, and yellow, sat wasting away. The grass on the lot became overgrown and the water in the pools filthy and windows smashed. Graffiti scraw uh, scrawled over dismantled attractions and walls crumbled to rubble. After rotting for years on the holiday lot, the buildings were finally knocked down completely in 2010. But it wasn't the only abandoned holiday destination that was once built with big hopes. Wow. The pictures are really worth taking a look at. For if anything, just like curiosity's sake. I don't know why this came up as news. But Okay. All right, witches, we're going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, January 18th. The first quarter moon moves from instinctive Aries to tried and true Taurus today. Here, the moon conjuncts Jupiter and trines Mercury and Mars. This quarter moon is full of good vibes, as everything we touch starts turning to gold. The trick is to stick with the plan. Mercury and Mars don't always make good companions, but in Capricorn, Mars is focused on the task at hand, and Mercury is dutifully taking the minutes of the meetings and helping to piece together the long view. The moon's conjunction with Jupiter gives us a positive outlook on the future, and we're feeling ready to take on the world. Take it one step at a time today, but give it your all. Any efforts you put in with these energies will be rewarded. Your daily moon mantra is, it's not about having time, it's about making time. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Hi witches, it's me. Um, I did want to share that every uh, December and January I do 12 month yearly readings. 
Uh, basically, it is a reading that I do over audio that I email to you and I go over what your year is going to look like. I give you ideas for what to write down in your planner, how to make hard times a little softer, what I think you can avoid and what I think you're just going to have to muscle through. Um, and I share good things. Um, and as well as which months you can prep for harder months or ways you can celebrate things. And I absolutely love these readings. I have people who get this, who get the readings every year and nothing makes me happier when I get like an email in August that was like, oh my gosh, your reading was spot on all year and it just makes my day. So I only offered these in December and January. So if you want to check that out, go to a schedule. Nope. Go to, uh, tanyabrown.schedulista.com or go to witchpod.com. If you want to schedule that, uh, I stop offering them after January. All right, witches, we are back. So we are going to talk about a Norse holiday that is January 14th, and it is called Tharabolt. And let's dig in. And this is from Inspired by Iceland. Tharabolt, a table full of tradition. Eat like a Viking. Okay. Thaurabolt is a traditional midwinter feast celebrating Icelandic heritage and culture. Dating back to the settlement times, the feast traditionally takes place during the months of Bori, one of the winter months in the old Icelandic calendar. In 2023, Bori runs from January 20th to February 19th, starting with uh, Baldegger, which is Husband's Day, and ending on Bonrinder. Woman's Day. I'm sure I butchered that. Uh, Tharabolt has a pronunciation guide. The other ones do not. After a dinner consisting of traditional Icelandic delicacies, locals gather to dance, sing, and play games. A major part of the revelry is the stage performances and concerts, speeches, and poetry readings. If you're feeling inspired, you can play a comedy show. The performance is an opportunity to poke fun at recent events. It is a fantastic time to come together, bond with the community, and have a wonderful time. These celebrations can occur in towns, villages, community centers, and workplaces. What makes uh, so? What makes Thoroughbolt so special is the menu of traditionally Viking-inspired foods. The name of the Midwinter Festival is a combination of two words. Thora, which is the name of the winter month, and Bolt, which is a sacramental feast held in the honor of the Norse of a god in Norse mythology. So any Bolt is a feast in honor of a god in the mythology. And Thora is the name of just the month. So it's the month of this feast, essentially. The history of Tharabolt is a bit murky. Some say it was first celebrated by Icelandic students in Copenhagen in 1873, only becoming mainstream in 1960s Iceland. The delicacies served during Thurbolt are more of an acquired taste. These foods represent traditional preparation and uh, preservation techniques that Viking settlers used. So this is very similar to when we think of like the Wheel of the Year, right? I know I've said before that when you're trying to consider the Wheel of the Year, you have to think of agriculture, right? So this is a really good example of that. So 
So in more ancient times when, you know, trade wasn't as fast and you couldn't preserve foods as like because of like fridges and um, freezers and preservatives and all of that, so much of your feasts and planning and celebrations were just built around whatever food we were trying to eat before it went bad right? So this is a really good example when they say that the foods represent traditional preparation and preservation. That's the key word there, preservation. So they're trying to uh, keep all these foods good so that it'll last as long as possible before spring. And that is really what the wheel of the year, not to be like super simplified or super uh, elementary, but the wheel of the year really is, it's all about what food is good when, you know? And we're seeing that here, but just in a, a Norse lens. So let's go through some of the foods. It does warn that these are for the culinary brave. I'm very culinary brave. So let's see if I would eat these. First is hang a hot, a meat that is hung and smoked, typically lamb, but occasionally horse. Icelanders have smoked food for centuries to preserve it. I would eat smoked meat. Yes, I would. Bloodmore, which is blood pudding. Oh. I was like temporarily obsessed with the idea of blood pudding. Like I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. And then I was wondering if you could get it here in the U.S. And no, you cannot. So Bloodmore uh, is an Icelandic food made from sheep innards and produced in Iceland for centuries. It is likened to blood sausage, no, in other countries. Would I eat that? Yes, I would. Sveed, which is boiled sheep head. Traditionally, all parts of the sheep are used. Due to harsh conditions, nothing was wasted exactly, right? Uh, remember, this is in January, right? In January, we are kind of getting deep into winter. We, we, we are kind of really needing to use every piece of what is available. So the sheep is prepared by boiling it first, and then the inside organs are removed, and sometimes it is also cured. Would I eat that? Mm, it would depend on the presentation. I'm going to be honest. Presentation. Next is Rutsbrunger, which is sour ram's testicles. This classic Icelandic delicacy is made by washing the testicles, boiling, and curing with lactic acid. I probably would not eat that. That's not for me. For me, you know? Too brave for me. Uh, these dishes are often accompanied by dense rye bread, known in Iceland as rugabrad. And to wash all these foods down, it's popular to drink brenven, which is a spirit distilled from grain and caraway. It's also known as Black Death, although the, it literally translates as just burning wine. It has a 37% alcohol percentage and is typically served ice cold as a shot. Int interestingly, it is only produced in Iceland. So, yeah, if you're like vegetarian or have a delicate stomach, odds are these foods are probably not for you. But I still love the idea of celebrating nonetheless. I kind of have this fantasy of when I like am a little bit more uh, grounded and a little bit more stable in my location. I really have this fantasy of just like trying out all of these different holidays and festivals and like feasts. And um, I know it literally just comes down to planning, 
but I would love to try this. Maybe not make all of these. Um, I feel like a charcuterie board could be a good alternative. Uh, but I love the idea of just coming together and celebrating uh, this kind of midwinter holiday. All right. So we have a write-in from listener Spence. Uh, so this is a witch win. So I've really taken to being a hearth witch, meaning my home is where I make my magic. The intentions and wards I have set on my home are meant for recovery, rest, and rejuvenation. The intentions and, yes. Um, oh, for all who are invited in. Oh, I love that. So it's not just rest and rejuvenation and recovery for you, but for everybody who comes into your home. I love that idea. Everyone needs that. Now that the colder weather is settling in, I have friends who are taking me up on offers for a place to stay, a warm meal, and such. My home is simply vibrating with that pleasant energy of serving the purpose I've intended for it for the last two years. All the energy does uh, all the energy does keep me awake when I should be sleeping. It is a good reason to be losing sleep. Oh, I love that. I love that for you. I also very much relate to that. I am just in my I am in my best environment when I am hosting. I love hosting. I love making a warm space for people. I love making food for people. I love planning activities for people. When I can be truly in a hosting space, I uh, thrive. So I definitely relate and definitely understand. All right, witches. So we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Shannon Barnes. Shannon, you scrumptious badass selkie. Jennifer DiMucci, you poetic sparkling oracle. KCO, you magical starry-eyed unicorn nurse. And finally, Pietra Simmons, you innocent, talented Valkyrie queen. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card today is Billionaire from the Roast Iconic. Are you hoarding wealth to fuel your king or queen baby dreams? Do not pass go. Do not collect a million dollars. Don't even go to jail or pay taxes. Think about some. Think about doing some good and using your hoard to end world hunger already. Yeah, I love that. Give back. Love it. All right, witches. That's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, text, headlines, sources, anything we referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description for witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>